This is a Stimulus Network podcast. Hello and welcome to For What It's Earth, your weekly climate, environment and sustainability podcast. I'm Emma. I'm Lloyd. And this week we're going to be talking about palm oil. Stick around for that. Okay, so Lloyd, every week we start with one simple question. What one good yes. thing have you done this week that's made a little bit of a, of a big difference or a small difference or well, some form of difference? I, so in Swansea, there's a really nice indoor market. Okay. Right. So um, I try and go down there when I can to buy meat, vegetables, etc. Nice. Um, I always find that when I get there, they with, before I can say anything, they've already put my vegetables in a plastic bag. <gasps> um, so what I've done is bought myself some like fiber bags almost just like mesh bags just oh, really okay. simple almost like classic you know spuds in a bag sort of thing i like it, but, I like uh, it. so i just literally go there with a the bag open now ready and just make sure they put it in there before they get a chance well uh, done. The, yeah they're good you can get them on amazon really cheap oh, um, nice. keep them fresh and then you can just leave them in the bag well done. done and soon they'll they'll get to know you as well they'll be used to you they'll see so, you oh, coming like bag. lloyd bag guy and then maybe they'll start Same to again. change their practices <laughs> Nice, well done. Thanks. I'm I'm pretty pretty proud of myself. I'm proud yeah. of you. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? What have you been up to? Okay, so I'm quite pleased with this one actually. I'm not going to be able to maintain this every week, but this is this is quite good if I say so myself. I have been making beeswax wraps. Yeah, I I have noticed this. I may have put them on Instagram because I'm absurdly you, you proud might of have them. Done. How how do you make a beeswax wrap? So it's it's so uh, it's just so easy. Um, you basically just put some fabric on a baking tray with some beeswax pellets and you pop it in the oven um, on like 150 degrees for about four minutes or something like that. And the, the wax just melts and it floods through the fabric and you, you peel it off and you kind of brush off any excess wax and then it dries within a couple of minutes. Um, it's so easy. That's a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. I know. and But if you buy the packs themselves from proper professional companies, they're about 30 quid. So I just thought, no, I'm, I'm going to make, make some. It yeah, so I made some and then ended up making some for my friends and my family and my housemates and stuff. Oh, wow. So you actually save on the packaging as well. Yeah. So I thought I'd... Double whammy. Double whammy, indeed. So now my lunches are much prettier and I get that nice little <laughs> smug feeling of having done something right. Okay, so now that we've done that... This week we are talking palm oil. This is something that's been in the news. It's quite a trending topic these days, actually, isn't it? You're hearing about palm oil quite a lot. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it's been in the news for a few years, but it's only been in the last year or two for certain reasons, which we'll talk about in a second. Yeah. Um, it's people become more aware, I think, of, of the issues around it. Definitely. So, so what is it, Lloyd? Talk me through. Uh, so palm oil is um, a kind of vegetable oil. It's used in something like 35 to 38 percent. Sorry, it makes up 35 to 38 percent of all vegetable oils used in in production of materials. So you will find palm oil in shampoos, ice creams, your pizza, body scrubs and things Mm. and all sorts of foods because it's a really versatile material. Yeah, like butter, I think at room temperature, it forms a solid. So it's quite easy to transport and to use for things, isn't it? Oh, that's very sciencey. Yeah. Yeah, well, well thank good. you. I'm a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, the palm oil originally came from, I think the trees were first found in Africa. Oh, right. And then 
from there in the last 100, 200 years or so. It's uh, the production's mainly been in Indonesia and Malaysia to introduce the plants there. Mm. And I think also perhaps in South America. Um, and then from these trees, which I think live for about 30 years, maybe. Yeah, they've got quite a the, lifespan on them. Yeah, the, the fruits themselves you get the palm oil from are these massive spiky balls with berries on them. And they're about as big as, big as your head. They're huge, aren't they? They're, they're huge. huge. Yeah, uh, I've seen some pictures of just trucks full up with them. Oh, and I'm you just don't want to fall in. No, I can imagine you don't. I'm not sure how you Worst would nightmare. fall in, but yeah, they they do look quite um quite an aggressive plant, almost, don't they? Yeah, they do. Um, but yeah, so I think that isn't the palm oil is refined from the flesh of the plant, isn't it? Yeah, you and can use some some flesh and also the yeah, yeah. The, the kernel as well uh, for different mm. items depending on what what's being used for. I think, and a lot of it comes out. Is it red naturally? Isn't it? Because it's got beta carotene in the flesh, right. the flesh at least. Um, so a lot of it's then processed. It's boiled. It's bleached, and they take out all of the all of the smells and anything that would make it look odd. They yeah, kind of create yeah. this very bland but very versatile and very useful palm oil. Um, and we don't we don't use it or we don't realise we're using it so much over in Europe, but it's a huge tool for cooking in places like Southeast Asia and, and also Africa. They use it almost where we would use mm. butter, kind of for frying and for everything. Yeah, so it's, it's well used and it is a useful material. But it's also used a lot in uh, biofuels. Yes, it does well. have a secondary use. Yeah, so, so it's, it's blended in with diesels quite a lot, isn't it? Yeah. So in Europe, that's where we find more, we use it more. Um, so, I, so I think quite a lot of, especially in, I think I read in Finland, a lot of their biodiesel is in fact palm oil biodiesel. Um, so oh, we right. import palm oil by the droves. I think um, is it Malaysia? Malaysia is the biggest exporter of palm oil biodiesel right, in yeah. the world. We, it's big, yeah. big business. Yeah. It has a lot more impact on our lives than I think we notice. Aside from sneaking into our ice cream and all of our processed foods, um, we do actually interact with palm oil far more than we thought. That's it. So it's a super useful material. It's kind of everywhere. Uh, but it's also causing a bit of a problem. It's Precisely why we've got it on the podcast. Precisely why we're here today talking about it. Exactly. This is why we thought we'd, we'd have a chat with you about it. Yeah. That's right. So it's... Like we said, it's it's a useful material. It makes up like over a third of the vegetable oils we actually produce. But it's been linked to uh, deforestation. It's been linked to uh, poor air quality and, uh, unfortunately, destruction of habitats for certain animals like orangutans. Yeah, I'm so sure. the main problem is not necessarily with the product itself. Uh, the palm oil that we consume in food isn't so much of an issue for us. Most of the issues that we're talking about are kind of the issues surrounding the agriculture around it, the production of it, and then what happens afterwards. Those are the those are the kind of key areas in the palm oil life cycle which are causing the most disruption. So like you said, deforestation is kind of the big one. That's the one that everyone thinks of yeah. when they hear about palm oil. And it's been covered quite widely in the media, hasn't it? Yeah, that's right. So with the agriculture, um, basically I think Indonesia is one of the worst culprits for this. Um, because it's a very high yield plant, um, a lot of the locals who farm palm oil uh, basically create a huge monoculture. They um, they just use as much land as they possibly can to grow this one plant, which hugely decreases biodiversity, which as we all know, we all need. But the other problem is they already live in such a biodiverse, amazing landscape that you know rainforests have sprung up and are thriving there. And of course, to make way for palm oil, what have you got to do? Got to cut it down. Got to chop down the rainforests. Yeah. Unfortunately, they 
take up the same kind of environment, is it? It's they that do. hot, humid environment, and you've kind of got to Lots compete between the two. But uh, a part of the problem as well is because it's such a big business, people tend to get rid of uh, rainforests and make room in other lands, but even land that isn't necessarily the best for it, so you won't necessarily get the highest yield. So it might be poor land, but they'll still try and force some palm oil plants oh, really? to grow there, which kind of defeats the point of why you're doing it in the first place, really. But yeah. they're just sort of forcing through as much production as they can. Yeah, especially in rural communities where palm oil suddenly offers quite a sustainable source of income. Well, not sustainable, that's the wrong word. Quite a constant source of income and quite a reliable source of income. And, it, you know, the whole industry as well provides more infrastructure links. Um, a lot of them will, will prioritise that over the natural environment because, you know, in their situation, they need to provide for their families, exactly. which is fair enough. But then, you know, the other flip side of that is that the deforestation is causing huge, huge issues for the environment and, and the local creatures. Orangutans in particular have become the poster boy for palm oil. Yeah, they, they have. I was reading something with, oh, like about 10,000 orangutans have been lost in the last 15, 20 years to human activity. So not necessarily oh, I read 100,000. Yes, that's yeah. I was off by a factor of ten. Yeah, that that's, that is the number. Isn't that absolutely insane? That's even worse. Yeah, it's orangutans, um, and there's only three surviving species of orangutan left in the world anyway. Right? Yeah, so um, going to throw out a gap year story here. When I was in Indonesia, yeah, sorry, um, I was I was in Indonesia. We went to Sumatra, um, one of the islands that's kind of visited as famous for trekking and for jungles, um, and. We were, we were driving from the airport to the place where we were going to go trekking to hopefully see orangutans in the natural par national park. And you could just, we were just driving past. I didn't realise it was palm oil at the time, but we were driving past like heaps of monocultures, just fields with rows and rows and rows of identical plants. And it was just so sad. It was so sad to see and then suddenly arrive in what the environment would have previously looked at mm -hmm. and seen all the, well, not all the orangutans, seen a few orangutans and just think like, well, is it worth it? And it's, I mean, I can see the benefits for the local communities, but... Exactly. I mean, as you were saying, it's it's a bit of a complex issue because it's not necessarily this instant evil. No. Because, as you said, a lot of people make, uh, like, have their livelihoods depend on it. And within the palm oil growing industry, you've got perhaps the big, bigger companies, bigger mm. industries, bigger umbrella companies. And then you've got the smaller stakeholders as well. Mm. But even within the bigger industries, it's not necessarily that they're evil. Quite often... Uh, some do try and make sure they're as sustainable as possible. They have sub-organisations which uh, try and almost police the issue and get people to sign up voluntarily. Mm. So it's a really complex issue. And I think the thing that it all comes back to is volume of consumption, unfortunately. Yes, it's just such a mass-produced product that you need yeah. the space to, to be able to meet demand. Yeah, I mean, we were saying that, uh, what, like a third of all vegetable oils are... Um, palm oil but mm. the land use palm oil takes up about 10% of all oil related crops oh really so it's re it is really efficient crop to grow and if you wanted to replace uh, for example we are talking about biodiesel earlier if you wanted to replace just the palm oil and biodiesel you'd have to take up 10 times the amount of land if you use things like rapeseed or mm. soybean oil instead the other one of the other things while we're on the topic of the biodiesel as well is, you know, you hear the word biodiesel and you think, OK, well, that's, you know, that's a positive thing. We're trying to move away from fossil fuels. And, and technically, yes, um, it is using less fossil fuels. But one of the other things, one of the main problems actually with palm oil being used for a biofuel 
is actually the process of burning the palm oil itself uses yeah. three times as much carbon dioxide as it would be burning fossil fuels. So though it's got this stamp on it saying biodiesel, it sounds like a great solution. If you look a little bit deeper into it, it's, it's actually really not. It's not that easy, It's is not it? sustainable at all. There was a story a few years ago, I think it was in Singapore, where um, the everyone had to stay indoors because the, the smog and the, the smoke coming pretty much from burning a pl- palm oil Planta- uh, for palm oil plantations was mm. uh, just drifting over into the city. Oh, really? So it was, yeah, it's, it's quite a big issue. Yeah, and then, of course, if we're consuming bio oil in Europe, that's also got to be shipped. And there's all sorts of other costs yeah, as well exactly of transporting right, yeah. that from where it's produced locally in Asia to get it over to the Western markets. But yeah, because of all of this, the EU's actually voted um, to ban palm oil de- biodiesel which I think is great. Yeah, by 2020 or 2030, 20. one of the two. One of the two. We'll check on that. Yeah, we'll have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's caused some uh, friction with Malaysian, with the Malaysian government. Yeah. Because so much of, apart from tourism, uh, palm oil production for biodiesel is a major, major export. Yeah, it's one uh, of the biggest parts of their industry. Yeah, so there's a um, bit of tension there. Yeah, and all the local farmers as well have kind of, so they've basically just planted their crop, which they thought was going to do them for the next 30 years because they do have this 25 to 30 year lifespan. And then suddenly in two or three years time, their major exporter is completely is completely shutting down. So they're kind of they've all invested their time and their money in this future, exactly. which suddenly no longer exists. They've kind of cleared the land already for the palm oil and now it's not going anywhere. Mm. And it's actually really difficult to rewild or get a cleared bit of land back to the same biodiversity it was yeah it's, it's next to impossible, no, I think, impossible. To, to, get to bring it back yeah. yeah which is a real shame so one of the one of the things that i don't know whether that counts as something that we well we're not really responsible for but it would be useful if we could come to them at least with a an alternative but yeah. i don't i don't think we've done that or even just scale scale down production or demand or some sort of cap because on the other hand, I suppose if we're moving to electric cars anyway, you'd like mm. to think perhaps it's that biodiesel issue isn't going to be as much of a problem in the future. Hopefully. But it comes down to cooperation, really, doesn't it? Management. Mm. As, as we've said, like, s- some organisations do exist to try and bring stakeholders together. The, the RSPO is a sort of voluntary group a lot of stakeholders join. Uh, quite a few companies try and list where like the mills that the palm oil comes from so there are there are efforts yeah but actually it's, it's that's not an interesting as point. coordinated as perhaps it should be no and when we say palm oil is bad there are some sources of palm oil which are not bad not not every single element of palm oil is is horrendous i think it is only like one or two percent of palm oil sources are sustainable but if you that's are very low yeah it's very low it is but hopefully that'll grow like you said with all of these groups that are hoping to bring together stakeholders maybe Exactly, Maybe and as hopefully that. public demand or public conscience uh, to comes to a head, mm. then that number will start to increase, you'd like to think. You'd like to hope so. So, so it's, it's not just a case of cutting out completely for everything. It's a case of introducing sustainability guidelines that everyone works towards, unfortunately. Yeah, and, and you know, where possible, uh, where possible, possibly avoiding palm oil if you can. But there are ways that you can kind of look at, if you do have to interact with palm oil, making sure it's a more sustainable source. That's exactly right. Uh, So there are some solutions. There are some companies in the West that are making strides. I mean, Iceland is 
probably the most topical one. Yeah, we can't talk, talk about, about Palmer without talking about exactly the, the banned Christmas advert. Yeah, so that uh, really, in the last couple of months, last year, has reawakened, I think, the Palmer. Yeah, debate. excellent PR stunt there, Iceland, by the way. It was, yeah, very good, wasn't very it? Very good. A, brilliant advert, and B, getting it banned, I think, made more people more aware of it. Because you weren't, you know, everyone was suddenly Googling to watch it. It went viral. And then you're not passively consuming that content on your TV. You're actively exactly, searching yeah. for it. And I think you, you register more. And, you know, it did tug, tug on the old heartstrings with the baby orangutan. It was very cute. Well done, Iceland PR. But well done. Well did, done did they Iceland. also release... Uh, animatronic orangutan or something Did in they? london i think as a oh i missed follow-up that pr stunt well you've got to work on that that's keep it going yeah so they, marketing campaign they, they've sure. made a pledge haven't they that they're going to become the first supermarket to completely ban palm oil in the uk in yeah the from UK, their yeah. own brand products from their own brand products so i think they're still important. stocking well, i mean it would be absurd for them to try and stock only non-palm oil other brands but yeah from their own brand uh, i think that's brilliant and they're, they're kind of looking to have that done as soon as possible really which is great because you don't really think of iceland as a sustainable uh, no, exactly yeah the first supermarket, thought but actually they is, do have some fantastic like policies slightly cheaper yeah not as high quality food but it, i'm willing to be proved wrong i'm yeah i'm i'm i think we'll be paying I some more visits wait. to iceland soon yeah i need to have one i need i need to find one near me actually anyway that's that's a topic for another time <laughs> but one of the other companies as well that we're a big fan of are lush Yes, we we are. Yeah, we are a fan of Lush. Yeah, I find their stores a bit of a assault on the senses. It's literally walking into a wall of smell. Yeah, it, you can feel it hit you. As and you and there are in. lovely, lovely people working there. I've got to say, they know their stuff. They they know their stuff. But I think the thing that we like about Lush, though, not not necessarily the user experience of the store, um, <laughs> is what their is the values behind a lot of their core products. They've actually began removing palm oil from from all of their products in 2008. So they were a little bit ahead of the curve. So they're really starting to be one of the market leaders in the anti-palm oil use. Yeah, they're making it, I suppose, quite an easy destination to go to. You don't have to worry about when you go into the shop which items are or aren't palm True. oil free. Because then I suppose a Everything lot of the is. packaging as well is fully recyclable. You can yeah. bring the pots back. So it's, it's quite a nice little all-in-one package we're not sponsored by lush by the way I should probably clarify this uh, <laughs> lush you, get in you touch. Think we're just plugging them every opportunity but <laughs> we're not but they do make it very easy for them to for us to talk about because exactly they, that's it you know their, their core values are so strong and they have such environmental uh core values <laughs> so i mean those are company efforts yep like more uh, globalized efforts mm-hmm. um and solutions that need to happen but there are things that we can do as individuals right which Absolutely. which aren't maybe as obvious because it's quite hard to avoid, like we were talking about earlier, the sheer volume of products, uh, like, like a third of products in your supermarket will have some sort of form of palm oil in them. Yeah, without you even realising. So it's not easy to avoid. Yeah, so one of the things that we had a look at was if you're looking out for palm oil in the ingredients, the EU have now um, made it legal. You have to advertise if there's palm oil yeah. in your ingredients, which is great, but that's that's a fairly recent thing. It used to be able to just be hidden under the vegetable oils moniker. But um, one of the other things as well you can look out for um, are certain keywords in the ingredients list. So generally anything that has the word palm, steer, law or glyc in is generally associated with palm oil. So those are one of the sneaky ways that things can sort of get around. Yeah, so you get to, around it. when you're looking for those in the supermarket, you get to be green and feel like a chemist. Yes, true. You can actually understand some of the secret language in the ingredients list. 
<laughs> but beyond that as well, when you pick them up, uh, quite often, not all the time, uh, there will be little logos to perhaps try and indicate sustainably sourced palm oil. Oh, right. So either an RSPO label or a palm label okay. would indicate they've come from a supplier or like a mill, yeah, a good sustainable source, effectively, that signed up to certain ethical standards and practices. Okay, that's easy to look out for as well. That's better than you having to trawl the ingredients list. Yeah, I mean, I find with these sorts of things, it's really difficult the first time you go to the supermarket and you're there for ages looking at all the ingredients mm. and you get a bit frustrated and chuck the next thing you see in And you run out of instead. time. And, yeah. But I mean, if you keep doing it, hopefully, or maybe just take like 10 minutes before you go to the supermarket, look up a couple of known brands that are palm oil free or fit yeah. particular standards for whatever you're looking for, then it might make it a bit easier. You know what to recognise as well. We'll put up some pictures on our Instagram as well of the logos that you need to look out for. Um, so you can head over to that and, and yeah. hopefully that will help you out on your next shop if you're looking you to reduce print them your out, palm oil. Laminate them. All that, yeah, you. take some cue cards with you. Yeah. Be that weirdo. Start, and start harassing the other customers. This is why Lloyd is banned from Tesco's, guys. I, this is where I have to get to the market with my bags. <laughs> uh, one of the other things as well, which we thought was, was pretty cool, actually, the WWF have devised a rating tool, uh, which you can see on their website. Again, we'll throw up a link to that. But they have basically scoured loads of brands and had a look into how they how they source their palm oil um, and have rated them all so that you can kind of see a sliding scale of, of which ones are using sustainable sources. Yeah, and it's not just the UK, though, because obviously we're UK-based, but a lot of the companies and manufacturers uh, and food services they've rated are in other countries, uh, which is quite nice. So it obviously doesn't include every single company and manufacturer, because that would be a really God, big PDF download. could you imagine download. being given that task? Yeah, just the, the office intern. You would, yeah, you would, wouldn't you? be like, oh, I'm going to go and make tea for WDF, and it's like, oh no, you have to go and trawl through every time every supplier. Every single one. But if, if you do have a look at this tool, uh, yeah, like Emma said, they'll, they've got ratings for the companies, but they've also been doing this for a few years. So I think, I'm not sure what the gap is between reports. So you oh, can right. even have a look and see whether certain companies have improved because at least a decade ago, I think a lot of companies got together and made a pledge that they'd be reducing palm oil mm. by now. And there's a point in the report that says maybe they haven't, a lot of them haven't made as many strides as perhaps they should. Yes, but it is a really good tool. And what we would like to see as well is uh, anyone downloading it, why not jump on social media and not harass the companies, but just Interact, like make, make a point and just say, this is a really important issue to me. I've seen in this report, you're not rated so well. Yeah. What are you doing to improve? Like, what are your plans, etc. But this can be positive as well. Yeah, you can definitely positively engage with companies. It's such a simple and easy thing to do. Like the thing with social media is you do have a direct line to companies, which previously you would never have had. You know, you would have had to, I don't know, write a letter, which they could ignore at their customer complaints department. But with social media, you can make your views known and you can make them known very simply and very non-aggressively as well. Exactly. And if enough of us are starting to make a point, whoever's in the PR or marketing department of these companies will notice the trend for their own customers who are, are more interested in social issues or, or sustainability issues. And they will have to adjust. I think that it's quite hard for one person alone to make a difference. But if a lot of us collectively start to highlight that we're, we want sustainable palm oil or, or any other issue, I think we can make a bit of a, a difference. Yeah, and even if there's a company that's already doing well, why not send him a tweet, send him a little Celebrate message to be like, hey, them. this is awesome. I'm going to shop with you yeah. more often. By the way, this is great. 
Yeah. So then, as you said, they know it means a lot to hopefully keep doing it, step up their efforts. Other companies will. Yeah, definitely. And it's super easy to do. And if you guys hear of any brands or anything that you want to celebrate, let us know as well, because we'd love to find yeah, out more. Absolutely. We'll give we'll you a uh, way to communicate with us right at the end of the show. Uh, oh, what a tease. Oh, <laughs> We're not going to tell you what our Instagram is until you stick around. <laughs> until you're really committed. <laughs> Another thing to mention as well is there are some apps I've been browsing on the App Store. There are some apps which will let you scan barcodes yes um give you an indication of for when you're in the supermarket from front well i'm not allowed in of course but when other people who aren't banned from tesco's go in Uh, for example there's one called uh bicot b-u-y-c-o-t-t oh like bicot like boycott but like boycott oh i like buying yeah i'm a fan i'm not gonna strain that too much with with yeah (laughs) so you can download it you can scan the barcodes and when you set up your account you can always say uh, what all the causes that matter to you are and there are a lot on there. And they'll yeah, get... so it's not just palm oil focused. Exactly, yeah. So it's, it's to do with uh, carbon emissions and fair trade and everything. So you can always stack them up. And then if you scan a product, it'll come back to you. Uh, I mean, it, it took a bit of getting to work. Like some things didn't always work for me. But it'll try and give you an indication of whether that company or that specific product fits with those values, those campaigns you signed up to, which That's is quite a cool so idea. Handy. So yeah. give it a go and let us know if it works, if it doesn't work. We're getting very technological 21st century over here. Well, you know, if that's the answer, we've got to go with it. Well, you could be listening to our podcast, headphones in and scan. In the supermarket. And send us an email afterwards. Let us know, yeah. And jump on social media. Oh, it all, all ties connected. together nicely. Perfect. Well, I think uh, that's all we've got time for this week. So thanks so much for tuning in wherever you are in the world. Thank Hopefully you. we've got those green neurons firing. Well, not actually green neurons, like, you know, neurons, green neurons but sustainability. Like yeah. <laughs> so we'll uh, be posting things that we'll be talking about uh, on our social media accounts so you can find us on instagram at what it's earth podcast or you can find us on facebook um what's our facebook for what it's earth podcast thank you very much or if you're really old school you can send us an email you can send exist. us an email and our email address is for what it's earth pod at gmail.com drop us a line we'd love to hear from you we genuinely would we actually would. Yeah, just let us know what you've been up to, if you had any ideas <laughs> or thoughts. <laughs> I mean, not like, not everything, within reason. Yeah, you know, we'd love to <laughs> chat, but we're busy people. Exactly. And just let us know if you've been to any particularly shops that you want us to mention or brands and we'll... Yeah, or if you've even got ideas for upcoming episodes, we'd love to hear what it is that you guys would, yes. would actually like to hear about. There's a lot to change the world. That We have got a, a lot, lot on our plates, yes. <laughs> and we, we've got the kit to record a podcast, so... And we'll basically, we'll, we'll do, do the research for you. So yeah, it's quite an easy way to learn. At your service. Here we are. So thank you very much. And we shall see you very soon. Yeah, we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.